technology. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi. So Sarah and I were doing a bit of a uh, a pre-show warm-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just, you know, for people who have depression or who have anxiety or any any kind of mental illness, brain fog is real and yeah. it can be really um, <laughs> prohibitive <laughs> and can, and can uh, really get in your way. So I'm trying to stay focused. Uh, and Sarah was like, you know, we could just do this another time. I'm like, nope, nope, we're here, we're here, we're here, let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> So we have uh, a couple of letters. Mm-hmm. Both we're going to give it our all. We're going to give it our all. And they're COVID themed. And, yeah. you know, I, as we were saying, I'm going to read the letter. Mm-hmm. And it's from a man. And he says, hi, you may remember me from a few months back. I was at one of your dating profile workshops and then participated in a speed dating event. I've been listening to the Womenology podcast since then and learned a few things. Thank you for all the advice you do put out there. It's helpful. That's so nice. It was very nice, right? So he said, here's my question. Since the workshop, I put together my dating profile on Bumble. Not great based on the workshop, but I got something out there to start, and it did attract a few women and matches. Okay. Some of those we texted through the app. A few I was able to take off the app, and I texted beyond. Furthermore, a couple of them turned into phone calls, and I've had a few in real life dates after things started opening up again. The hard part is move is to move from friendly conversation to dating conversation, given the social distancing restrictions. Mm-hmm. I'm usually not one to bring up sex or intimacy on text or phone until I have seen someone in person. Yeah, Maybe I'm old school and women expect that nowadays, but I just find it awkward. I try to be fun and funny, but I am not the flirty type more of a romantic, and I do need a mental connection before a sexual one ever develops. Weird for a guy, but honest. Eh, let's so normalize weird. that. Yeah, <laughs> let's normalize that in a second. Dude, that's something else I wanted to get to. And I'm now that I'm reading it, I'm like, oh crap, I, I'm going to go back in and edit the post. However, the in real life dates that I've gone on, the physical aspect is not there anymore. I'm respectful of social distancing, and it's not conductive or conducive to physical contact or kissing or anything as a first date. Yeah. So it comes back to friendly conversation, texting all over again, unable to move things forward. Two of these potential relationships fizzled out after two dates. I'm currently facing the same situation again. Someone really great that I like. We've gone on two in real life dates, text daily multiple times for the last month and talk on the phone a couple times a week. Intimacy and sex have not come up. I have not even tried to physically touch this person once because of social distancing, and I'm afraid it's going to fizzle out again. Okay. I know she likes me. She's said as much, and I have too, but I'm very frustrated. Third date is coming up, and I really want to move things along the spectrum. I'm very patient and take my time, but I do want to feel progress and that I'm not wasting my time. I have no clue on how to go about this properly and respectfully. Am I worrying too much about this in the time of COVID and me too? No. (laughs) Part of the issue is that I was married for 20 plus years and just started dating again since I was 19. The world has changed and I feel like I am coming across as insecure when in reality, I just want to be respectful. Thoughts? Huh. Well, okay. Let's start with the obvious. Okay. Uh, how the hell do I know, Connie? I, this is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> So helpful. <laughs> You're welcome. Good night. 
and seen. Can I tell you what? We, what we are experiencing is unprecedented. And, and I've, everyone keeps using that word, but it's really the only word, you know, yeah. I don't know what to say to you because it's, this is not something that I can take casually or be flippant about. Right. I am, I, I think it's very commendable that you are being respectful of both social distancing guidelines and her boundaries. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Um, I have concerns and I have observations and, you know, dating, Sarah and I, we were talking about this. There's this ennui. I love that word. It's one of my yeah. favorite words going on out there where people all are in, not all are in this holding pattern of, well, what do I, but how do I, and the, okay, but if we, <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they're like, it's too hard. Nah, fuck it. It's too hard. Fuck it. I'm going to go play Scrabble. I'm right. Gonna, well, right. And also gyms are closed. <laughs> right. Gyms are closed. So people Maybe are like, I'm just going to drink a bottle of wine and wait this out. <laughs> you, and and that we just don't know when this is going to be over. Right. Um, but I also don't think that as human beings, we should go without touch. There is such a thing as being touch starved. Right. And affection directly impacts our immune system. That's true. You know, when, when we are experiencing physical affection, whether it's holding a hand or a hug, we release the dopamine and the oxy, oxytocin and, and, and those chemicals that actually help boost the immune system. Yeah. So if we ever needed a boost to the immune system, now is it. And so it seems kind of unfortunate that we have to forego that, not just the um, the benefits to our immune system, but just the touch and the contact. I, this is why I am so, so, so grateful for these dogs. Yeah. I get so much affection from them and, and it really makes a difference. So to the guy writing the letter, first of all, I'm psyched for you that you met somebody on Bumble after mm-hmm. coming to the workshop. I'm really genuinely excited for you. And I think it's great that you're taking these steps and you were proactive about wanting to get back out there. And um, I'm excited for him that that happened in the midst of COVID. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> if you're having in-person you- dates at all right now, despite the ennui that we just talked about, kudos. Ennuiology. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Kudos. And that is so. So people must have really felt like you were worth taking the risk. Yeah. So remember that should things not work out. Remember that you've had multiple people say, hey, I I know there's a whole global pandemic going on, but I'd really like to meet this person. Right. So take that as the compliment that it is and the statement that it is that people feel comfortable with you or people feel they can trust you mm-hmm. or people find or they'd like to find out anyway they'd like to find out yeah um the second thing to consider is that 
this is, you know, the lack of physical intimacy, the lack of touch. We forget that this is what dating used to be. You know, we were the ones to throw sex in the mix really quickly and speed up the process and, and make sex so important. And it's not that sex isn't important, but it just doesn't have to happen on that three date timeline. Right. Because why Sarah? That's not a thing. It's not a thing. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, a thing. that's a really good point because he uh, seems to have insinuated that like he friend zoned himself by being too respectful. And I don't, I mean, I guess maybe, but do you know until you ask? I don't, I don't think you know. Right. What's in the it's very head. possible. That's a really good point. It's very possible that he friend zoned himself because believe it or not, I do, I really do think that a lot of people out there, now that sort of certain restrictions are lifted, this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody. I think there are a number of people who are like, so it's kind of over, right? Like, I think there are a number of those people, yeah. <laughs> and so the women might be thinking, well, why isn't he like touching me? And why didn't he try to kiss me? And, you know, there was a viral video going around last week. Yeah. Of two people with masks on kissing, and it was a couple, you know, so they knew oh, each other, yeah. but they were kissing them. And people were like, oh my God, that's like so ridiculous. I'm like, no, that's reality now. That's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and I thought it was cute. And I thought it was cute else? too. I thought it was cute. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the best thing that you can do is when you're on these dates or now that you're focusing on this woman that you've had two dates with, the best thing you can do is tell her or tell them what you just told me in this letter. Because see, now relationships are about communication. We have to, we really have to step up our game in the communication and the affection and in, in our uh, interpersonal uh, skills are now really, really important. And those are the skills that we have been ignoring for a really long time. So what I would do is ask this woman, let me, you know, I don't want you to think that I don't want to hold your hand or that I don't want to be affectionate with you. And it's not that I'm afraid of you. I just want to be respectful of social distancing as well as your own boundaries. And I guess I want to know, you know, do you think that this, that, that we'll be spending more time together or get getting to know each other and ask her where she sees things going and then say, well, how do you feel about slowly introducing physical contact or affection or sex into this, into this dynamic and see what she says? And she might say, you know, I'm not really comfortable with sex and just yet, but that doesn't mean I kind of have a feeling that, um, that a lot, I think a lot of women might be very, a little bit relieved that they have an excuse not to be sleeping with men <laughs> on these like early dates. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Probably. So it's a good sort of a fall guy. <laughs> what? Definitely buys us all a little time. Buys us all a little time. You just have to ask her. You have to ask her, like, yeah. 
How do you feel? What do you think? But I think that that is actually good news because that's going to be good practice for dating after the pandemic, whenever that is. Because like you said, mm-hmm. we talk about it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we get explicit consent. Um, and it, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that seems obvious to say. And this this guy does seem very respectful, but he's he said, you know, he was married for 20 plus years. And so the nuances uh, of dating have obviously changed quite a bit. And it's. I mean, certainly can be awkward to talk about sex, but I think you you have to just get used to it because we're doing that now. <laughs> it's interesting how I never really considered how explicit consent is critical now. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if you get into an elevator and yep. someone is there and they say, do you mind if I get in? Oh, no, not at all. You, know, you let them into the elevator. Oh, yeah, I, okay? I would just get in the habit of doing that with everything at this point, you know? Yes, that's where we're at. And so I'm kind of a little bit hoping that now that's going to spill over into relationships where it becomes natural right? to say, hey, you know, is it okay if I kiss you? Or how do you feel about, you know, physical, you know, physical intimacy? Right. And don't downplay the emotional intimacy. I do. I feel like uh, the, the the letter writer was sort of downplaying the importance of emotional intimacy and um, what it seems. I, yeah, and I got the impression that he, I don't know, had been like socially conditioned to do that, <laughs> where he says, "I need a mental connection before a sexual one develops." Weird for a guy. I don't. I don't think that's weird. It's not weird. Like that's pretty healthy. <laughs> right. Um, right. So. The other good news for this guy in particular is, you know, he's calling himself a romantic and he says he needs a connection. Okay, so that's great news Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I am of the mind that at this point, if you're going to try to date, it can only be for the long term effort, which is not to say that like every, you know, every date's going to work out and lead to a long term relationship, but It's you really can't be having casual hookups at this point. I don't think. I mean, I said that most. yeah, I, there's there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, just, um, so good news for people who want long term relationships because right. that if you're out there or going on dates, um, I mean, I would think that you would want to be limiting the number of people that you're seeing at at that same time, right? And and again, like you said, just lengthening the timeline in between meeting and having sex because you really you really want to know what you're getting as much as you can. And it it it's kind of like, you know, anytime you have a new partner, a new sexual partner, like you don't you don't really know <laughs> what what their background is. You don't know how many people they've been with, nor does it matter in terms of like getting uh, an STI, but I guess what I'm saying is it's similar to taking the gamble in terms of STIs. Like when you introduce a new partner, you might get something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this, like you said, buys us more time to kind of assess like, well, you know, how many, how many other people is this person in contact with, you know, at work? Like what are their habits like outside of work and that kind of stuff. So that's the good news. And the other good news I think is that, this is a really good time to find like-minded people because if you go through this process of talking honestly about like 
okay, how are we going to navigate having sex or not? Uh, and you're not on the same page. Well, then that, you know, that's not the person for you, right? Like if you bring up um, just like how you're trying to be respectful of social distancing, for example, and it turns out that they think COVID is a hoax. Well, that's probably not the person for you. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think-, think these conversations could end up really early on revealing deep and irreconcilable incompatibility. <laughs> if you take it serious and she doesn't, you already know it's not going anywhere. Right. Right. And if she likes you, and, and I, I just think it sounds like you guys are being you're being really open and you're talking and you're, you're checking in with each other. Like, dude, you've got a relationship. That's really the foundation of a relationship. The sex is great. Obviously there derpy derp, but without that foundation, I, like the relationship just doesn't have legs. And I, I, I feel things are, I, I feel you should be more, more, you should feel more confident about your relationship than, than you seem to do. Yeah, I mean, he's, he said um, someone really great. I've gone into IRL dates, text multiple times for the last month, talk on the phone a couple times a couple times a week. Yeah, that's a that's the beginning of a relationship. Yes, yes, it is. Um, intimacy so- and sex have not come up, which I mean, you know, it's time to bring it up. I guarantee, if it's on your mind, she's also wondering. Right. And, you know, like you said, let's try and normalize the whole, you know, I need an emotional connection thing. Mm -hmm. That is, that's very normal. You're not (laughs) odd. I just don't think men have been encouraged to admit that. Right. Um, So you're you're not, it's, it's, I actually think a, a woman would be thrilled to meet a guy who says, I need an emotional connection. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be a turn off. Certainly wouldn't be a turn off. Yeah. Uh, so my advice, I guess, is a self quarantine. You know, talk talk to your the, the your lady friend, your paramour, mm-hmm. and ask her where she sees things going. And if you both feel like you want to start taking things to a physical level, even if it's just holding hands or what whatever, right? Just say, okay, why don't we both go get tested? That's a that's really the only place you can start is mm-hmm. to get tested, get the results. And then, you know, and I hope this doesn't sound irresponsible, but I, I think you have to either take the risk or not take the risk. Well, I wasn't even going to say get tested. Like if you, if you have no reason to believe that you have it and you have no symptoms, I don't, I mean, like if you've been working from home since March and only doing curbside pickup and you live alone, I mean, I, I don't think you have it. Yeah, but let's be like trace contact is dicey, meaning it could be anywhere. You could go anywhere and just not realize what you're touching and it's there. Um, That is true. But uh, I mean, again, depending on how responsible you have been, which this guy sounds pretty responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know that you need a test. It's up to you, though. If you just want to know, or if you and this woman agree 
that you'll each get tested and tell each other. I mean, I think that's fine too. Yes. There's no uh, harm in getting tested. Right. Take the risk. Have a conversation, be open and honest, and then decide if you want to take the risk and then take the risk together. Yeah. And I think define the risk as well. So in this case, that would mean like if you're if you're going to introduce sexual intimacy, I think you need to ahead of time talk about like, are you going to be a monogamous or like Mm -hmm. at what point are we going to be monogamous? Mm So. Very good. I didn't even think of that. Thank you, Sarah. That was a, that was a very great uh, that was a great uh, thought that I didn't even have. So yeah, communicate. Find out if you're on the same page. Get tested, or you know, if you don't feel that you should get, need to get tested, fine. And then take the risk, because eventually, even when there's a vaccine, even when this is quote unquote over, like we're still going to be tentative. Yeah. It's going to take us a very long time to, to recalibrate and to, to start to return to a semblance of normalcy, a semblance of normal. (laughs) What? I would think so. Yeah. And again, if, if you're interacting with people who already feel normal, they're probably not compatible with you. They're living in an alternate reality. Right. So best of luck. Uh, and I'm going to email this guy. Yeah, I think it sounds really hopeful. I think it does too. And I think we did a, a very good job of answering this, Sarah. <laughs> I hope so. Now let's get to the next one. Okay. This is from a woman. I have been chatting with this guy on match.com for a while now, and he does not want to meet in person till after the pandemic is okay. over. Right. <laughs> This could be next year sometime, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> or more. <laughs> or more. I don't think I am a chat online. I don't think I can chat online that long without seeing him in person. Yeah. I think he is overreacting as I told him that we can both wear masks and not touch. Also, he goes to work every day and runs errands too. Mm. So it's not like he is just totally isolated. What should I do? Okay, yeah. here's this what I'm... kind of a different approach. <laughs> yes, but here's what I'm loving about this question is because she does a little critical thinking. Right. And she says, well, wait a minute. He goes to work and he runs right. errands too. So right. if he's okay with doing that, why yeah. isn't he okay with meeting? And uh, that reason is because uh, COVID schmovid, that's not why he's not meeting you. Okay. You think she's just on the back burner? I think she's either on the back burner or I think she's talking to a scammer. Oh, yeah. Could be. Or I think she's talking to somebody who they're just one of those online dating ambivalence and they are all over online dating. Yeah. That was going to be, that was my suspicion was that this is, this is a person who's just like collecting right. possibilities. Right. He just yeah. loves being able to text somebody and he loves having the messages and he loves to have the feeling of having a girlfriend without actually having a girlfriend. Right. And let's just let's just throw this out there. I think that there are a lot of people, men and women, who feel like, well, if sex isn't on the table, I'm not dating's not worth it to me. Sure. And they're not wrong for feeling that way. They're not no, wrong for feeling that's, that way. I mean, if that's where you're at. <laughs> that's what i was yeah, saying earlier right. about like if you if you know that like you only want 
casual sex, yeah, you're better off just being like, hmm, nah, I'll wait it out. And understand, it's gonna be, a, it's probably gonna be a long time. Sure. It's probably gonna be a long time. Uh, how long? Nobody knows. I, I can't say for sure. But let's pretend that let's take the COVID out of this scenario. Okay. I will beg on my knees, all of you, when you match with somebody on a dating site or when you're exchanging messages, I am begging you four to five messages each, like no more than 10, and then suggest video chat. If they do not wish to go to video chat, they are not interested. Right. Or they're not real. <laughs> or they're not that extra step and 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 i'm trying to you know i hated i hate extra steps i really do hate extra steps like i hate the phone call and just nonsense i don't know why people still do it you can't tell anything from it i know people think they can you really can't uh can you really like someone's voice it's more about like comfort level and mannerisms and just like, do they seem skittish or just weird? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people can, can tell the difference. Well, probably not, but I, I think that's the purpose of the phone call. Okay. I think it's absolute nonsense. Uh, but however, video, video dating, I'm so down with. Because I think it's going to save people so much time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so much frustration. Yeah. And it's a great litmus test. And if somebody does not want to move to that video chat, bye-bye. Yes. Bye. Because they are ju- they're just wasting your time. Yep. And there are a lot of those people on those apps and on those sites. So I wouldn't even bother responding to this guy. He's wasting your time. He knows he's wasting your time. And he's using a global pandemic as an excuse. So, like, seriously, what did or or it's very possible that this guy truly believes the pandemic will be over by September. That is also possible. Also possible. Yeah. So or maybe he's like waiting because I did see I think it was just yesterday. There was some bold claim about a vaccine being invented by the end of the year. I heard that, too. I Which isn't that. the same as everyone will be vaccinated by the end of the year. Right. right. So he's using either he really doesn't understand the, the, the gravity of this situation and thinks that this will be over in a couple months. It's not going to be over in a couple months. We will continue not with the to, way we're handling it. No, not with the way we're handling it. Uh, we're going to continue to readjust as time goes on, we're going to get slowly more acclimated with this and with our new normal, but it's not going to, like, the pandemic isn't just going to end. Right. It's not like D-Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sadly. Where like, yay! We'll Sadly call it C-Day. No. <laughs> Woo-hoo, and we'll have, like, a whole uh, holiday for it. So he's wasting your time and just stop responding to him. Just stop. Don't even respond. Don't say, don't question him. Don't ask. Yeah. You don't even need to call him out. Don't even need to call him out. Please don't call him out. (laughs) He knows he doesn't care. He's fully aware that he's wasting your time. 
So you calling him out, it's not going to have any kind of effect on him. Yeah. So, Sarah, what am I going to say? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we haven't said that in a while. We haven't. <laughs> it was so time. Fuck that guy. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? Love in the time of COVID. It's Love out the there. Time. You just All need to, I don't know, keep your eye on the prize. <laughs> I told you, this is what my father says, and I will, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm working on an online course. They're out there. They just haven't found you yet. Yeah. All you have to do is put yourself in their path. Right. And that could be going to a, a deli. That could be walking a dog. That could be being online. That could be That's anything. That's you just true. have to be available and accessible. Unplug. Stay present. Be present in your situation and in your environment so that people can connect with you. And it will happen. And you have to believe that it will happen. And if you truly believe it, it will. Yeah. I believe that. Those are my final thoughts. Well, I can't top that. No, you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, kids. We'll be back with another Womenology episode and another Datology episode. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Womenology Pod, or I'm going to link to the letter in the show notes. And you can go to kristenrachio.com to read more letters. And you can please submit a letter. Please, please, please. We're loving. I'm loving that these letters are starting to come in with regularity now. Okay. Yeah. Have a good night. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Yes. Bye. Bye.